Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Freese, and you are listening to What the Fuck, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage. People don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Welcome to season five, Pastor Joel. Yeah, season five, season five. Season, season five, five, season, season five. five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm very yes. excited. Can't believe we've made it. Yes, we are here. Wow. Well, today we had a whopper. Oh, yeah. Starting off with a banger. Big topic. Truth and deception. Mm, yeah. Would you give us some history and background on this topic? Yeah, so this is our season premiere. So far, let's do a, a little backwards step here. Love it. See what we've covered. Season one was the low-hanging fruit season or obvious issues. Drinking, smoking, tattoos, etc. Season two, we covered God's nature and salvation. Season three was what do I do after salvation? And season four was church. So we ended last season dealing with the second most complicated doctrine, prayer. Yeah. And if you think about it, we essentially spent three plus seasons building the foundation to be able to discuss prayer as concisely as we did in one episode. Nice. If we did reference was, a lot, right? A lot sure of past did. episodes. Where imagine how long that one episode would have been had we not done all that foundational stuff you're talking about hours long episodes four seasons long four seasons <laughs> long episode, episode. Yeah. yeah this season season five we will cover the most complicated doctrine god's will god's bum, will bum, god's bum. will god's will that'll be our theme for season five all right well, part of the reason God's will is the most complicated doctrine is that it involves prayer. So even if we wanted to do an episode, uh, even if we wanted to just focus an entire podcast just on God's will, everything we talked about in order to be able to do prayer would have to be talked about in order to do God's will as well. Nice. In addition to it involving prayer, we will have to spend several episodes building a foundation even this season to be able to really flush out what god's will is so we've built a foundation of of these first four episodes or i'm sorry these first four seasons and now we need to additionally build kind of another foundation yeah so a lot topic. of yeah so as you can see even this episode we're starting with truth and deception we're not starting with god's will as a topic nice right so even in this season will be reminiscent of what we had to do to build the prayer we will be building this season to be able to really flush out what god's will is and you'll see why we do truth and deception in one episode especially toward once we get towards the end of this and get the ultimate answer for now let me read john 18 37 and 38 for you Pilate therefore said unto him, unto who? Jesus, unto Jesus, art thou a king then? Jesus answered, thou sayest that I am a king. 
to this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Nice. Now, if there is one word that is most in need of a definition in the context of Christianity, and especially for leaders and teachers within Christianity, it is the word truth. In fact, I could even argue how this topic would transcend Christianity or trans transcend any religion. I mean, isn't the point of every religion or every worldview? meant to be a specific explanation for what is true oh 100 that's actually a great explanation for what a religion is supposed to do right what yeah. is a world what is a, a specific worldview what is a religion what is a denomination within christianity it is a group of people's beliefs about what is true about oh. the world and how things work right so good that's so good now, when I use this word, when anyone uses this word and is not able to define it, it ought to immediately disqualify that person from representing Jesus. Mm. This includes you and me, Pastor Jonathan. Yeah. Because we have used this word. Hmm. We do use this word. So we need to either define it or not use it. While we choose to define it, and to continue to use it. Now, we will mostly discuss truth in this episode until we get to the ultimate answer. Then you'll see how the explanations of truth and deception need to be and are, in fact, consistent with each other. So that's the that's the background of this oh, topic. The let's big one. go. Oh, let's go, dude. Oh, man. Well, hang on, everyone. This is going to be a journey of a season. Oh, it is for sure. So we should be able with everything that we talk about in this season, connect it back to God's will. Yeah. How does this connect back to God's will? Or yes. how is this yeah. a piece that's essential to understand God's will this whole time? Right. Amazing. Pastor Joel, how have people been hurt by this topic in the church? That's why we are here. We're doing this podcast to help people who have been hurt by church and these issues like truth has impacted the church and it has caused disunity. Yeah. How has it done that? Well, we argue that Christianity is true and that God is the author and creator of truth, that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and Jesus is the truth. Yet when asked what truth is, we can't explain it. And oftentimes truth is either lumped with something that's factual mm -hmm. or truth is measured by a feeling oh, that's good like something being my truth my truth yeah i feel that that is true this so it feels is right mm. to me this feels like the truth yeah so what does this look like in the church so this issue happens disunity occurs and two sides form we call one side the strict side and one side's the loose side. So can you 
bring us through and help us understand how the strict side has responded to the truth and deception topic? Yes, the strict side of this argument would argue that truth is a fact. And even that the Bible is truth or the scriptures are truth, the writings are truth. Now notice, I didn't say God's word. I said, this side argues that the Bible, the scriptures, the writings are truth. And ultimately that truth is the same or equivalent to something that is factual. So when a pastor gets up and, and you ask him, hey, hey, Mr. Pastor, what is truth? And they hold up the Bible. Right. They point at it and they say, this is the truth. Yes, that would be symbolic of the strict side of this argument. How do people support this strict perspective with the Bible? John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. There you go. Mm. Or 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's what I would do if I was arguing against myself to say, Joel, the Bible is truth. The Bible even says so itself. So if you had this belief, then how would you argue against yourself? And then if I... Belief? <laughs> And then if I argued against myself, arguing against myself. Yes, yes, yes. I would say, well, Joel, the devil quoted facts. The devil quoted scripture. Did he speak the truth? Because Jesus said there was no truth in him at all. What that means, too, is that Jesus said there's no truth in the devil. There's no causes within him that could result in him speaking truth, meaning it's not possible. Man, Joel is kicking Joel's butt right yeah. now. This is yeah. a bloodbath. <laughs> it's just brutal. <laughs> just brutal. Joel number, Joel number two is really, really having, he's, he's br being brought through the ringer right now. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. this is a gauntlet. I could also say John 5, 31 Jesus says, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Mm. And then I would say, follow that up with a question. I thought Jesus is the truth. So can you resolve this contradiction for me or this conflict? Oh. Now, ultimately, what I would want to explain to the person or I'd want to share with, with the person who was arguing that the Bible is truth or the scriptures are truth or even that facts are truth mm -hmm. is that the how and why is important. The intentions and the manner in which we communicate words is, is as important, at least as important as the words themselves. I mean, the devil quoted facts. You're right. He quoted scripture but it wasn't truth. What was his intentions with that? And mm. we'll see that later on. But also this, I want to just quickly address the second Timothy three 16. We've used this verse in other episodes, but 
the traditional translation would say all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for these four things. Right. Most translations, if you look, that word is, is italicized, meaning it was added in order to make it more legible or more understandable, but meaning added by a man. Because the what that actually should read is this. Every scripture inspired of God is also profitable for these four benefits. Nice, yep. There's a big difference between that is being there and that is not being there. Meaning if scripture or if something that is written was inspired of God, it is profitable for all these things. That doesn't mean that every scripture or that every writing is inspired of God. Mm, and this is yes. where what we do, we screw it up by lumping. What does the word scripture mean? We immediately, oftentimes, traditionally define that or we project onto that word that it means the holy writings of God. Scripture just mean writings. It just means something written down on paper. That's it. Nice. So, so my question to this person could be, are you saying that everything written down is inspired by God? Mm. Including my, the, the journal entry I wrote this morning? That's written down. That's quote unquote scripture. It's okay. not the Holy Scriptures. It's not the Bible. So that would be some of the conversations I would have with myself having with myself. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> so the strict perspective, just to summarize where we're at, is this side sees the truth as the Bible, the written word, the scripture in yeah. the Bible. This is what the strict side considers truth. Right. Okay. Well, speaking of someone who knows the Bible, Pastor Joel, we got a caller. Awesome. Pastor Richard Tater, you are on the line, sir. Hello, Pastor Joel and Pastor Jonathan. It is I, Pastor Richard Tater, calling from McMillan, Alabama. What a glorious day it is. Praise be to God. My favorite show is back with a new season. Woohoo! <laughs> you sound very very joyful pastor richard does this have anything to do with the last time we talked with you oh you best believe it does pastor jonathan uh mother and i are taking pastor rich through drum roll please restoration oh sweet i've, I've never seen mother so happy pastor joel Oh, that is so, oh, that's wonderful. Wait, did you have somewhat to say about truth? Huh? Oh, oh yes. Yes, yes, I, I did. I did have somewhat to say about, about the topic of truth. Uh, I was trained to tell people that truth is reality. The problem is, I had a hard time explaining how Jesus's parables could contain truth. I mean, the events he stated 
were not reality, sir. Oh, wow. That's a great example. Exactly. Good gentlemen, Mother and I want to thank you with all of our hearts, from the bottom of our hearts to the top of our hearts, and all of our hearts for how you restored our fellowship with our God-blessed son, Dickie. We've also learned how to relate to Pastor Rich as a pastor. Well, that is amazing. We want you to know that God is the one who restored you, Pastor Tater. We were fortunate enough to teach you the word. Well, I appreciate everything y'all did. I'm going to hang up and listen up. This was my favorite podcast. To hate. God bless. Thank you so much for the call, Pastor Tater. Amazing. What a journey. Yeah, holy cow. This, this is incredible. You know, it is never too late to restore relationships if a person is humble and takes direction from God via grace. I mean, that is just, that's the recipe for restoration and success it in sure people's is. lives. Yes, I agree. And good for, good for the taters. It's amazing to hear. I loved also what he taught us about Jesus's parables and that he was taught that truth is defined as reality which is yet another example where the man-made definition of truth doesn't account for the why or the how it only accounts for the what. That's a great point. Yeah, it was awesome. And thanks for the call, Pastor Tater. Yeah. Keep calling. We're excited about all this progress and can't wait to hear, get some updates about how you're doing with Pastor Rich, taking him through restoration. Awesome. Pastor Joel. That was the strict side. Can we cover the loose side now? Yeah, the loose side. We touched on it in the overview earlier. The loose side is the live your own truth perspective. So whatever you believe is truth, whatever you feel is right, it's your own truth. Here's a couple terms that are often used that really represent this loose side. People that think truth is relative, that means it can be true for one person, but not for another, or that truth is subjective, which is just simply believing that truth is based on personal experience or personal feelings. Those things are, yeah, definitely, definitely on this loose side of the argument. Nice. How have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, these people don't have truth mm -hmm. and they don't have a way to measure if what they're learning or what they're doing is based on God's moral standard or the objective standard of how we ought to live and what we ought to be learning. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held the loose perspective? Once again, this side has this certain tone to it. We're asking these questions that are a little, a little bit confrontational, but in love, asking these questions such as, are you ever wrong? Especially when we're talking about truth, right? Yep. Or how would you know if you are wrong? Oh, I guess you never tell someone else that they're wrong. Ah. 
And I guess you must be okay when others try to show you where you are wrong. So much of truth is, you know, especially people who are saying, just believe your own truth. Truth is relative. Truth is subjective. It would be hypocritical for them to ever point out where other people are wrong. Because those people are just doing the same thing they are, which is living their own truth. There you go. If my truth shouldn't affect or offend your truth, right. because it's my truth, unless you want your truth to offend my truth. But right. Yeah, that's great. So when you see this going on in the church, the strict side, the loose side, how this topic has impacted the church, what are your thoughts, Pastor Joel? I see these, I see this affect the church in three different ways. There's three different groups of people that I recognize as it relates to their beliefs about truth. There's a group of people that I feel sorry for. These are people who've been taught that what the Bible says is truth because these people are limited to the what. And this limits their ability to live the word of God according to the uniqueness that God gave them. There's the group of people I understand why they do what they do. These are people who leave the church due to being given contradictory answers, yet told it is truth. And then there's the group of people I'm impressed with. These are the people who pursue truth. These are people who embrace truth. These are people who admit when they're wrong. These are people who have measures for truth. These people have and walk the narrow path. Wow. Sounds very rare. Yeah. <laughs> Those people is, that walk narrow. the narrow path. Yep. So what is the ultimate answer? Pastor Joel, my favorite part. And I'm going to draw it out a little bit longer. So ah! <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. We do. Look at we how much them. he loves it. We really need to build up to this one. Yeah, so we've, okay. We've seen Pastor Tater said that a lot of people believe truth is reality. And actually, reality applies to things that exist. However, there are things that are real. There are things that exist that aren't truth. For example, the devil exists, but he is not truth. Lies mm. exist in reality, but aren't truth. Errors, unrighteousness, etc. So things can be real and not be true. Likewise, things can be true and not exist in reality. Like dreams, or like we saw with Jesus, parables. So truth must be something more than reality. So we've seen another definition people use is truth is facts. You know, the Bible never mentions facts. It mentions truth. Nice. So either we aren't supposed to be factual or truth is something greater that includes facts. Nice. And I would say that second half is the right answer because truth is certainly factual. However, the devil spoke facts to Jesus when he quoted the Bible. Look at the temptation of Christ if you want to see him quote the Bible. 
But Jesus also said there is no truth in him at all. So again, truth must be something more than simply facts. Truth has to be different in a way that goes beyond the actual words or concepts that are stated. Because we know the Bible is truth, yet it wasn't truth when the devil quoted it. So how do we resolve that contradiction or conflict? Well, the devil was deceptive. Now we're finally getting to the deception half of this episode. What he said could be right, but his intent and his method of communication was wrong. So truth must depend on the intent of the user of the facts. Truth must depend on the how and why. So what was the devil's intent? The devil's intent was to take Jesus off of his goal. It was Mm -hmm. to make Jesus unprofitable. That's always the goal of the devil. Easy to remember when you know that His goal is the opposite of what God's goal always is, is to be profitable. God's goal is always profitability. The devil's goal is always unprofitability. So the devil quoted facts to Jesus, and you could see his facts as being good. However, the devil wanted to use facts in order to destroy. He wanted to use a good object for an evil purpose. And evil, at its most destructive, takes good attributes and uses them for the wrong purpose, to destroy. So the devil uses facts to steal, kill, and destroy in the long term. Jesus is the truth because he uses facts to create in the long term. God's word is truth because when he speaks it, it results in creation. He said, let there be light, and there was light, and it was good. It created. Now, the proof that you're following the spirit of truth is whether something of value is created in the long term. So how can we define truth in a non-contradictory manner? Here's your ultimate answer, Pastor Jonathan. Yes. The ultimate answer for truth. Truth is a right what? With the right how and why. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Right. I'm not done. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So a fact, a fact is a right what. Okay. The right how and why is the cause of profitability of something being created. So another way of saying truth is a right what with the right how and why is truth is facts or a right what that create in the long term, right how and why. Nice. The intent and the way, the manner in which the facts are communicated are to create. They build people up. These facts that we say to each other build people up in the long term. So when someone quotes a right what, including the scriptures, it is only truth if it includes a right how and why. Said another way, when someone quotes a fact, it is only truth if the fact creates something of value in the long term because of the right how and why. The Bible is a fact. However, the Bible is only truth when it's used to create. This is why it's important to understand what the Bible means, not just what it says. 
Nice. So people who quote the Bible with an incorrect how and why with a poor, with like a bad intention or in a destructive manner of communicating, even quoting the Bible and they assert it as truth just because it's from the Bible, these people are behaving in the same manner as the devil. Oh, dang. That's what the devil did to Jesus. He quoted scripture at Jesus in order to have Jesus fall into temptation. Wow. Now, what these people are stating may be correct. It may be right. It may be factual. However, why and how they are stating it is wrong. The proof is that it doesn't create in the long term. In fact, there is a common term that describes a right what with a wrong or no how and why. Deception. So think about it. Someone's stating a wrong what or something that is just blatantly inaccurate, not a fact. It's not going to deceive you. You're just not going to believe it. Right. Deception occurs when someone accepts the right what, when someone accepts, oh, what they're saying is a fact. Oh, they're quoting scripture. Mm -hmm. But the person has a wrong or a know how and why is how you get deceived. You need to tithe 10%. Why? Because the Bible says so. That's true for everybody. That's actually deception. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And the enemy does this. The enemy states a right what? This is how we get distracted off of the path. Because in the immediate, right? In the short term, it looks right. It is right in the short term. But the enemy will do this with the wrong or know how and why to distract you from the path that God has set before you. So, however, if you think truth is facts, then you will call deception a half truth, which is deception. Wow. There are no such thing as a half truth or a half fact or a half reality. Someone who says that's a half-truth is really describing something that's factual but has a wrong how and why, which is really just, let's let's stop using the word half-truth and start calling it what it is. It's deception. The devil didn't speak half-truths because there was no truth in him, not even half a truth. What he spoke is deception. And to finally address this live your own truth, truth comes from God. All truth is God's truth. So truth, if I am believing in truth, it has to be God. So my truth doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> if Because even if, even if your own truth is in fact truth, it belongs to God. And all you've done is you've taken something God has given you and owned it for yourself, which is great. You should do that. Live out the truth God's given you. But, but it's, it's still his. it's still God's. It still came from God. He is, he is the source of all truth. Even the truth we live out personally, if we are in fact living out truth, that truth came from God, as did all of it. Well, we are starting with a banger. Yeah, fireworks, huh? Amazing. So thank you so much, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.